Shalom to all. Today's office, Saiti Daf Mem Aleph, and we are starting the second line with the words of Akari Achrei Mois. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basar Yakim Moshe, Hernish Shamashadav and Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Mars Freda Chayabela, Basar Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shamashadav and Aliyah. Now the Mishad said, Akari Achrei Mois, Vachba Asar, and we were talking about the Kayan Gadol reading the Torah on Yom Kippur after he finishes the Avodah, and the Mishad said that he reads these two Parshiyos from his Torah. Now the Gemara asks for many, we have a steer from a Mishnah in Sachs Megillah. The Mishnah says, Medalgan Benaviva and Medalgan Batara. They were allowed to skip around when reading Navi, but we're not allowed to skip around reading from the Torah, and over here, he's skipping from Parshas Achrimos to Parshas Emar. So Rabbi, he answers, like Kasha, there's no problem. that says we're not allowed to jump around in Torah is talking that the place he wants to skip to is so far away from the place where he is right now, the one that's translating the Pesukim as he reads them is going to already have stopped and everyone's going to have to wait for him. But our Mishnah is talking about the Torah is not going to stop. Parshas Achrimos and Emar are so close together, the Kangal is going to have rolled the Torah to the right place before the Torah stopped. As the Gemara on that Mishnah was taught, that we're allowed to skip around in Navi, but not in Tyra. And Medalgin, how much are we allowed to skip around? Only the amount that can be reached before the Torgman stops translating. Now, what do we see from here? Machal, this implies the Batira, that we're not allowed to skip around in Tyra at all. If in Navi, the only way he's allowed to skip is if he gets to the right point before the Torgman stops, that means that by Tyra, he's not allowed to skip at all. So Elam Rabbi gives a different answer. There's no steer between these Mishnayas. When our Mishnah says that the Kohen Gadol skips from one place to another, that's talking about the same minion. It's the same topic. Whereas over there, when that Mishnah says that we're not allowed to skip in Torah, that's talking about from one topic to another. And Vatan, you have a Brisa that tells us this. In Torah, we're allowed to skip in one inyan. In Navi, we're even allowed to skip to two different inyanim. The Kan Vikan, but in both places, both in reading Torah and Navi, he has to make sure that he gets to the new place before the Torah stops translating. And in Navi, we're not allowed to skip from one Navi to a different Navi. However, if we're in Trey Asar, he is allowed to skip around because all considered like one Navi. As long as he doesn't skip from the end of the Sefer to the beginning. We can explain the Mishnah. We had said that the Kayan Gadol rolls up the Sefer Torah, he holds it in his chest, and he announces to everyone listening that more than what I said to you is written over here. Ask the Gemara why does he have to do all this? Why does he have to make this announcement? The answer is so that people don't speak negatively about the Sefer Torah. He's about to say a parsha by heart, and they might say, oh, it must be that this Sefer Torah is missing that parsha. And that's why he's saying it by heart. That's why he has to announce beforehand more than what I read to you today from the Sefer Torah is actually written here. The Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah. We had said that this parsha he reads by heart. As the Gemara, why doesn't he just roll it to the right place? So he answers that's because we don't roll a Sefer Torah in the Tzibur. By rolling the Sefer Torah, everyone's going to have to wait for him, and that's not proper Kavad Tzibur. As the Gemara, fine. So bring another Sefer Torah that's rolled to the right place and read from there. So the Gemara answers. He tells us that's because everyone's going to suspect that the first Sefer Torah had a problem with it, and that's why we had to bring out a new Sefer Torah. Now, Rabbi Shem he gives a different answer. That's because we don't make a bracha that's not necessary. When we take out this new Sefer Torah, the Kangal is going to have to make another bracha, and that's considered a bracha, so we don't take out a new Sefer Torah. Are we really chashish that people are going to say, oh, there was something wrong with the first Sefer Torah if we bring out another one? That means it's Rosh Chodesh on Chanukah on Shabbos. Maybe Shalish Tyrus. We bring three Sifrei Tyra. From one of them, we read the Indian of the day, which is the Parsha of the week. One read Rosh Chodesh, and one is the one of Chanukah, which is the Parsha in the Siyam. So we see that we have three separate Sifrei Tyra, and we're not Chashish that people are going to say, oh, the previous Sifrei Tyra had a problem with it, that's why we had to bring a new one. So the more answer is If we have three different people reading from three different Sifrei Tyra, then people are not going to suspect that there's a problem with it. But 
Shay Sifrei, if we have one person, namely the Kain Gadol, reading out of two separate Sifrei Torah, it could be Gamba, so then people are going to say, it must be there was something wrong with the first one. And with that in Mishnah Mavarchal HaShemayin Brachas V'chulu, then after the Kain Gadol finishes, he says eight Brachas. Tan Rabbanon, we have a brass explaining this. Mavarchan Alatayra, the first Bracha he makes is Alatayra, what's that Bracha? Kedachash Mavarchan Beis HaKnes says, like we make a Bracha on the Tyra in Shoal. Namely, after a person gets their Aliyah, they say, Bracha to Hashem, Lekin Mechalam, Asher Nasalana Tyras Emes, V'chai Olam, Natam Zechainu, Bracha to Hashem, Nais and Atayra, and that's what the Kain Gadol says. Now he made more Brachas, what were those? Val Ha'avayda, Val Ha'ayda, Val Mechilas Avayn, what are those Brachas? Ketiknon, as they were established, as we already said, Avayda and Ha'ayda is Bracha of Ritzay and Maidim, and Mechilas Avayn, where is the middle Bracha, we have an hour, Shemayin Asr, Evyam Kippur. The Brasa continues, Al Mikdash Bifne Atzmai, he makes a separate Bracha on the Mikdash, this Bracha is a special Tefillah for the base of Mikdash, and he concludes it, Asher Bachar Mikdash. the Brasa continues, Val Ha'ayda Bifne Atzman, he says a Bracha for the Kaihanim, and that's a separate Bracha, which ends off, Shabachar Bezari Shalarain, and Al Yisrael Bifne Atzman, he makes a separate Bracha for Am Yisrael, which ends off, Habaycher Bam Yisrael, and Val Yushalayim Bifne Atzma, he makes a separate Bracha for Yushalayim, which ends off, Habaycher Bi Yushalayim. Lastly, the mission concluded, Vahashar Tfilah. Now, what does that mean, Vahashar Tfilah? So, Ligmar brings a Brasa, Tan Rabbanon, Hashar Tfilah, Tchino Rino Bakasha. The rest of what he says is a prayer, a supplication, praise, and request that what? Sham Chisrael Tzrichin Livasha, the Unation Yisrael, they need to be saved. And Machaisim concludes, Bishamayat Tfilah, with the words Shemayat Tfilah. Now, Mikan Ve'elach, from then on, meaning afterwards, what happens? Call Echen Ve'echen Baby Sefer Torah, Teich Besai. Every person goes home and they bring a Sefer Torah back to the base of Mikdash. Bakaribai, every person reads from a Sefer Torah. And the Chalkach Lama, why does everyone have to bring a Sefer Torah to the base of Mikdash? Kedela Haris Chazusul Rabim, to show it to everybody else. In other words, this is an expression of Zekili Van Veyu, that everyone brings their Sefer Torah to the base of Mikdash. Moving on to brand new Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us, Parshas Amelch Ketzad, what exactly happened by Parshas Amelch? Now, this is referring to Hakel, which the Mishnah is going to tell us happens once every seven years. So, what happened? The first day of Yontif of Sukkis in the eighth year, as the Gemara is going to clarify, we're talking about the eighth year, and that's Matzei Shviyas, because Shviyas is the seventh year, so this is the eighth year, so that's considered Matzei Shviyas. They make a big bima, a big platform of wood in the Hazara, and the king sits on it. Shemar the Pasuk says, and similar to what we had by the Kohen Gadol in the previous Mishnah, the Chazan Knesset, he takes a Sefer Torah, he gives it to the Rosh he gives it to the vice Kohen Gadol, this Gan gives it to the Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol gives it to the Melech, the Kohen Gadol gives a Sefer Torah to the king, the king now stands up, and he takes it, but he reads sitting down, which means if he wants to, he could read the Sefer Torah sitting down. However, Agrippas Melech, King Agrippas, Ahmad Vikibel, he stood and took the Sefer Torah, the Kara Aimed, and he read the Sefer Torah standing, and the Chamim praised him. Now, when he reached the part of the Torah that he was reading that says that you're not at a place on Ish Nachri upon yourself as a king, Zogwain of Demise, King Agrippas started crying. Now, Amrulai, they told him, Don't be afraid, Agrippas, you don't have to cry. You're our brother. Now, where's the king read from? He reads from the beginning of El Hadvarim, which is the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, Ad Shma until Parsha of Shma, Ushma he reads Shma, Bahayim Shamaya, Aser to Aser he reads, Kishalla Aser, Ubar Samel he reads a Parsha that talks about how a king is supposed to act, Ubrachos Oklalis he reads the Brachos and Klalis, Achagamar Kal Parsha until he finishes the whole Parsha, and after this, Brachos Shakayin Gadol Mavarchaisan, Hamelch Mavarchaisan, all the Brachos that the Kayin Gadol makes that we learned in the previous Mishnah, the king makes all those Brachos as well, Elishanais and Shalregalim, Tachas Mechilas Havain, it's just that he substitutes the Bracha of Mechilas Havain, which is only for Yom Kippur, so that was said by the Kayin Gadol, and he puts in the Bracha of Regalim, which is our middle bracha of Shemayin Esrei of Shalash Regalim. Now the Gemara addresses the Lashon of the Mishnah. The Mishnah had said Bashmini. Now ask the Gemara, Bashmini Salkadaitach, do you really think that he reads it on the eighth day? The word Shmini is Mashma the eighth day, meaning he's reading it the eighth day of Sukkot. But it can't be that he's reading it the eighth day of Sukkot because the Pasuk already says that he reads it Matzei the 
first day of Sukkot? So the Gemara answers, Ema b'shmi nis. What the Mishnah really means to say is that he's reading it in the eighth year, the year after Shemitah. Ask the what do we need all these descriptions for? The Pasuk that talks about Hakel is very descriptive. It says, Vaitzav Masha Esam Lemar, Miket Sheva Shanim, at the end of seven years, Bimayed Shnas Hashemitah, Bechag Hasukkot. So why be so descriptive? The Gemara answers, Srichi, it's necessary. If it just said at the end of seven years, Havamina, I would think Nimnu Mehashta, that we should count from now. Even though it's not going to come out on Shemitah, what does it mean count from now? Moshe Rabbeinu was telling this to Kal Yisrael at the end of their 40-year sojourn in the Midbar. Shemitah wasn't in existence yet. We only start counting Shemitah once we get into Eretz Yisrael and conquer it. So if they're going to start counting the seven years from then, that means the end of the seven years is going to come out not by Shemitah. So therefore, because Rachman Shemitah, that's why Torah said Shemitah. Because Rachman Shemitah, the Torah only wrote Shemitah. Havamina, I would think, but Shemitah that we have Hakel at the end of Shemitah. Because Rachman Bemayed, that's why it mentions the word Bemayed, meaning on Yantif. And because of Bemayed, if it only said the word Bemayed, Havamina may Shasa, I might think at the beginning of the year, which is Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah is also called a Mayid. Therefore, because Rachman Machaga Sukkis, that's why the Torah says on Sukkis. And because Rachman Machaga Sukkis, if the Torah stopped there, Havamina, I would say, I feel Yantavachrain, that we could have Hakel even on the last day of Sukkis. Because Rachman Bavai Kal Yisrael, that's why the Torah writes, Bavai Kal Yisrael, when everyone comes, and Mem Alpha Mabez, that's referring to the following, Maschalta de Mayid, at the beginning of the Mayid, that's when everyone comes to the base of Mikdash. Now we can't build this Bima on Yantif itself, so therefore it must be that we're talking about Matzay, the first day of Yantif. And we have this whole procession that this one hands it to that one, who hands it to another one, who finally hands it to the king. The Gemara suggests, like we did by Kain Gadol, it seems to be that we're going to give Kavid to a Talmud, even though the Rav is there. As we had said, this is a Machlaikes. Are we allowed to give Kavid to a Chash of Talmud? Is a Talmud of lower stature allowed to give Kavid to a Talmud of higher stature, even though the Rav is there? And it seems to be that we have an answer for this. It seems to be that it's a yes, because the Chazan Knesses is giving it to the Reish Knesses, who's giving it to the Skan, who then gives it to the Kain Gadol, so they're each being Machabed, the person who's above them, even though the king is there and he's the most Chashuv. So Amr Abayi answers, no, that's not a Raya. Everything here is because of the covet of the king. The more people that are handling the Sefer Torah and passing it from one to another is to show how important the king is. We continue explaining the Mishnah. We had said, the king stands and takes the Sefer Torah, but he reads it sitting. However, he took it and he read it standing. Says the Gemara, from the fact that it says, stood and took the Sefer Torah as much that he was sitting. But we have a memra in Yeshiva Bazar El Machabiz David Bolvad. They're the only one that's allowed to sit in the Azara. Our kings from the house of David. Shemar says the pasuk Vayavai Melch David Vayishal Vnei Hashem Vayomer Vgaimer. And Gibbas Melch was not from Machabiz David. So how was he able to sit in the Azara? So Gemara answers Gamar of Chizda. So Gamar of Chizda said yesterday, but Ezus Nashim Hachanami Ezus Nashim. Over here referring to them reading in the Ezus Nashim, and over there any king is allowed to sit. Now the Gemara says the Shabchu Chachamim that the Chachamim praised him for standing while he read the Sefer Torah. The Gemara asks Shabchu Mechal the Shapir by the fact they praised him, it must be that what he did was good. But how could that be? Amr Vashi Vashi says, even according to the Nasi who's Michael on his covet, he said, it's okay, you don't have to be Machabed me. That's okay, he's allowed to be Michael on it. If a king is Michael on his covet, that's not Machal, meaning a king is not allowed to be Michael on his covet. Shemar the Pasuk says, and why do we have this double lashon of Saim Tasim? We learn from here that his fear should be on you, which means he's not allowed to be Michael on his covet. So why is it good that Agrippus Amelch was Michael on his covet? And he stood. So the answer is mitzvah shani. When we're dealing with the mitzvah, reading from the Sefer Torah, that's different. The Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah says when he reached this part that said that you're not allowed to place an ishnachri upon yourself, he started crying. And the Chachamim told him, "Don't worry, Achenu Ata, you're our brother." Now Tanim Shmei Rab Nason, who was taught in the name Rab Nason, but Eshashar at that time, the haters of Am Yisrael, which is really a euphemism to Am Yisrael themselves, they really deserve to be destroyed. Why is Eshachnifu Loyal Gripas? Because they were machnifim, they flattered him. Because in truth, he shouldn't have been the king, even though he was a yid.
Yid because his mother was a Yid, his father was an Eved, and he shouldn't have been a king. So why were they flattering him? And now we're going to talk about flattery. From this day that there was this power of flattery, meaning that they flattered him, judgments became twisted because Dayanim started giving flattery to Baladinim who were very strong and powerful, and actions became corrupted, meaning the leaders of the generation saw people doing Averis and didn't say anything, and that's considered like flattery. And a person now is not able to tell his friend, my deeds are greater than yours. One is allowed to flatter Rishayim in this world. Because the Pasuk says, Then a Mashiach, a vile person, will not be called generous. And about a lustful person, it will not be said that he's noble. Now, what do we learn from here? This implies that in this world, meaning before Yemais HaMashiach, that we are allowed to flatter a person like this. And Rishayim Elokish Amr Yishalkash says, Mehachas from the following, Yaakov had told Esau, Kerois Penelikim Vatyotseni, seeing you is like seeing the face of Hashem, namely seeing the face of an angel, and you've been appeased by me. So we see that he's flattering a Russia. Upalit Rablevi, but this is not like Rablevi. Dumb Rablevi Rablevi says, Mashal Shayakov Esau Lamaha Dover Daime, this exchange between Yaakov and Esau, what's that compared to? Lotam Shazimus Haver Vehikar Bashim Vakish Hargai, a person invited his friend to a meal, and the guest realized that the host wanted to kill him. Amr Lai, so he told his host, Tam Tavshal Zeshani Tayim, Ketavshal Shatam Tibes Hamelech, the taste of this dish is like a dish that I tasted in the king's house. Amr, now the host tells himself, Yadalei Malka, this fellow knows the king. Now he's scared and he's not going to kill him. And that's why Yaakov told Esav, seeing your face is like seeing the face of Hashem, meaning I hang out with angels, you better be careful. And it wasn't flattery. And Amr Blazer Blazer tells us, call them Sheish by Hanufa, anyone that flatters, may the Afla Ilam, he brings anger to the world. Shnever the Pasuk says, Vachan Fei Lev Yosimu Af. Those with flattering hearts bring Hashem's anger. But not only that, Elisha Intilas and Ishmaz, his feel is not going to be heard. Shnever the continuation of the Pasuk is, Loyushavu Kiyosaram. That they will not cry out, meaning their feels are not going to be heard when he afflicts them. And a simon for all these is Af, Uber, Gehenim, Biyadai, Nida, and Gaila. And Ramar Blazer Blazer says, Call Adam Sheesh by Hanufa, anyone that has flattery, Afil Ubarn Shabmei Iman Makalanaisai, even a fetus in the mother's womb curses that fellow. Shnever the Pasuk says, Armila Rasha, one who tells a Rasha, Tzadik Ata, you're a Tzadik, Yikavuhu Amim, Yiz Amuhu Leumim. And now explain this, Vein Kaiv Elaklala, the word Kaiv means to curse. Shnever Loi Kabai Kel. This is what Bilam had said, I can't curse if Hashem's not cursing. And Vein Leum Elubarin, the word Leum means an Ubar, a fetus. Shnever the Pasuk says, which literally translated means one nation is going to overcome the other. However, these Lu'umim that we're referring to in this Pasuk were Ubar and Bimei Iman, namely Yaakov and Esav, when they were in their mother's stomach. So we see that even an Ubar will curse a person who flatters. Barmar Blazer Blazer says, Kaladim Sheesh by Hanufa, anyone that flatters, Naifel Begahanim, he's going to fall on Gehanim. Shanam the Pasuk says, Woe is to those that say, to bad that it's good, or to good that it's bad. And Maxi Vachrov, what does it say right afterwards? Lachain, therefore, Ke'achal Kash, Lashain Esh, Bechashash, Lahava, Yerpev, Gaimer. And this Pasuk is referring to the punishments of the fire and destruction of Gehenim. And Ramar Blazer Blazer says, Kal Machnef Chaveroi, according to some of the proper Gersas, Kal Machnef Lerasha, Neifel Biyada, he's going to end up falling in that Rasha's hand. Vim Einer Neifel Biyada, if he doesn't fall in his hand, Neifel Biyad Banov, he's going to fall in the hands of his son. Vim Einer Neifel Biyad Banov, if he doesn't fall in the hands of his son, Neifel Biyad Ben Benoi, he's going to fall into the hands of that grandson of that person. Shemar the Pasuk says, Vim Yirmiyah Lechananya, Yirmiyah told Chananya, who's a Navi Sheker, Amen Kenyas Hashem, Amen So should Hashem do, Yakam Hashem is Vrecha, Hashem should establish your word. And Chananya gave a false prophecy that the Kalim Bes Hamikdash that were taken away are going to be returned at the end of two years. Now Yirmiyah was really just saying this as a tefillah, then I'm davening Tashem that so shall be. But really, he was being machnef him. He should have said, you are a Navi Sheker. And he didn't say that. Uksevon was to say afterwards, and he, Yirmiyah, was in Sharbin Yamin, and there was an official over there, Ushmai, what was his name? Yiriyah ben Shalamiyah ben Chananya. So he was the grandson of Chananya. And he grabbed Yirmiyah saying, you're 
reacting to the Kazdim, and Yermio told him, Sheker, that's not true. In any way, I'm not defecting to the Kazdim. But the Pasuk says, and he grabbed Yermio, and he brought him to the Sarim, and they beat him, and they threw him in jail. So you see that Yermio Navi ended up falling to the hands of the grandson of the one that he was Machnef. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about Hanifa, flattery, for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.